Well, welcome to the Why God Why podcast. We're so glad to have you listening today. Um, This is a podcast that exists um, to answer the questions you don't feel comfortable asking in church. And we're going to start this series off, this new season, after taking um, a break with interviewing our co-host. And the reason for that is because we want you guys to know that, you know, we are real people with real stories and to just hear what our experience has been with our faith and in life so that you can possibly resonate with some people and, you know, feel like, oh, I know where Amanda's coming from or Aaron's coming from. So in this podcast, it's me, Amanda D'Angelo, and I'm interviewing Aaron Mercer to hear his story for you to hear a little about him. So Aaron, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Amanda. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's so great. We're excited to just hear more about you. You have a very interesting story. And so I'm, I'm excited for listeners to hear it. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? What paint a, a picture of, of Aaron? Sure. Well, sometimes I'll be honest. I like asking questions more than the sharing part, mm. but I think it's, I think it's important for our listeners to know a little bit more about who we are. Yeah, um, totally. So I, I guess, I mean, very basics of my story. Uh, I, I'm a New England native. Mm-hmm. Sorry, everybody in Western New York. Yes, I am a Patriots fan, but it's because I was born there. Um, Can uh-oh, I tell you uh-oh. something? Oh, man, it's got something. Okay, my dad is a diehard Pats fan. So there was a small blip of my life where I was a Pats fan in high school, but I never mention it because people lose their minds when I tell them. <laughs> <laughs> they get so angry at me. So, oh my gosh, we have something else in common. Yeah, look at that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, we should I just asked, had to say that. Was that something where you repented of that as I part did. of your, yeah, okay. True, especially when I moved to Buffalo and I was like, okay, I've, I, I'm sorry, world. I am now a Bills fan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yes. Um, so I feel like I'm being uh, faithful to my homeland to be, you know, still a Boston sports fan. I was with them through, so I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in my forties. Um, so I was with them through bad years too. I wasn't just there in their dominant years. Yes, um, that helps. There was, uh, there were a lot of rough years. Um, they're back in some rough years again, but um, anyhow, all that to say, football season's coming. That's why we're talking about this. <laughs> right. But yeah, so grew up in New England. Grew up in Massachusetts actually, and. I uh, eventually uh, went to uh, I went to school in Ohio, uh, college Cedarville University. Um, so if you're listening to John Amayo's story later, that's part of his story too. But um, but ended up in D.C. for quite some time, and then uh, eventually uh, made it to Rochester um, because we had family in this area, mm-hmm. and um, I'm married. I've uh, been married for over 14 years now, and. Um, have, have uh, three great kids. And, you know, it was, there were a series of events that, that led up to it, but we were, um, which is all part of our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was time, it was time to come here. And uh, what a blessing to come here. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do when I got here. Um, that was a leap of faith. But uh, uh, yeah, one thing led to another, God opened doors and I ended up working at Browncroft Community yeah. Church with you. Yes. Um, and I'm the communications director at Browncroft um, and uh, thankful to be here. So Peter Engler, who started this Why God Why podcast, he likes to joke sometimes that he brought me on, on board to be a co-host here so that as a communications director, I can keep him, keep an eye on him in case, you know, he, he gets crazy mm-hmm. on a podcast or something and I need to help him, you know, 
edit out when he goes off the rails or something. Yes, but. we Peter needs that. I was like, <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. No, but I think I I, I uh, to be for for real though. I mean, I really appreciate him asking me to be uh, part of it and um, love being able to ask questions with really you know interesting guests. We've had a lot of great episodes. Um, and uh, I, I encourage our listeners to go back and check them out for sure. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. You summarized an introduction of yourself very well. There were so many things in there. And we talked about with these, you know, co-host interviews, like what's the one question that we could kind of go deeper with? And it was, you know, what was the biggest question of faith you had in your 20s? Yeah. Which, because we think that most people that listen to this podcast are in their 20s and 30s. And so we want that to be relatable to people to hear what that was like for us. So Aaron, we're going to dive in deep with this one and ask what was the biggest question of faith you had in your twenties? Yeah. I mean, it's a great question. And as I was, I was thinking about it. So first of all, I had to think harder maybe than some of our co-hosts because the twenties seems like a long time ago for me. I mean, I'm the old guy in my forties, my mid forties, but, um, so in the twenties were my, my twenties, I think there's, uh, you know, you and I talked a little bit about this before we got on the air here, but, um, you know, I think people have different seasons of their life that are very formative in different ways. Um, and, you know, for some people it's the, those teen high school years, which obviously are formative for everybody. Um, but for me, I do feel like the twenties were a very, a big phase of, uh, of my life. Um, and there were, there's a number of different places I think we could go with this question. Um, but I will say, so early on in my twenties, after I graduated from Cedarville, um, I, before that, when I had, I had done an internship program in, in, uh, in Washington, DC before I graduated. And I just, I don't know, I just felt like that's where I wanted to, I wanted to go. And, you know, I thought, I thought I would be there for maybe, a year at the most, mm-hmm. um, and then head back to Massachusetts or, you know, do something that I, I didn't know exactly, but I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get this under my belt and do it and see how it goes and, um, try out this, this big world that was interesting and exciting, but, um, you know, I didn't think I'd be there for a while. I ended up being there for quite some time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and what did Early, you do there, Aaron? So when I first, so when I first got there, I, I had to set a paid internship at a. Um, it was actually at an organization that was battling against human trafficking. Um, so that was my first summer. But while I was there, I had an internship, and then I, I actually got plugged into a church. And I remember being in a small group with my uh, a small group environment, a Bible study, and bringing up as a prayer request, you know, yeah, I'm getting to the end of this internship, and I don't know what comes next, and. Um, just, you know, just brought it as a prayer request. And actually somebody in that group then mentioned to me, oh, there's this opportunity on Capitol Hill as a staff assistant, if you want me to put your resume in, I'd be happy to do that. And I said, sure. And I knew the, I knew the Senator who um, she was referring to and knew that he was a good man and um, from everything I knew about him. And so I said, sure, why not? And the next thing I knew I had an interview and I was in on the lowest rung of the totem pole there mm-hmm. on Capitol Hill, um, answering phones, you know, uh, you know, whatever the lowest thing, opening the mail, things like that. But um, 
started off there and ended up staying on Capitol Hill for about eight years and worked, worked my way up and got to work on legislative policy and, and other things like that. Um, working with coalitions. It was, it was a great career opportunity. Um, but in that time, it was also interesting because when I got there, so I, I, got, I started on Capitol Hill um, in August of 2001, very end of August. Uh, and it was just a couple weeks later that um, a huge event <laughs> happened in our country, um, September 11th, 2001. And um, that was a that was a big moment for me. Like, I think it was a big moment for our country and for a lot of people in our country, um, particularly people who either were living in or had people that they loved in um, New York City, in Washington, DC, or on any of those planes that were affected. Um, but, there, but it affected a lot of people. And um, yeah, I, for me, that was, a, it was a, that was a big moment early in my 20s um, when I was... Uh, you would talk about, you go back to your question of faith. My faith has always been important to me um, since, I was a, since I was a kid. But when you're faced with an environment like that, uh, <laughs> a dangerous environment like that, then, you know, you start to ask some real questions about, is, is what I believe really real? Is God going to take care of us? Why is this happening? Why is, why, how could such, I mean, it's, it's hard to express the, the feeling of that day um, and the feeling of the evil that was happening. Um, and yet there was, there was, there was victory too. God provided. And I, and it was very interesting to see how God um, touched lives in that time too. But it was, but it was, it's, it's a, an important thing that we remember every year here in our country. We can't ever forget about it. Um, but yeah, just for me personally, that was something that I, I wrestled with. And that was actually just the start of a very interesting year. You know, 9-11 was a big thing, but then uh, there was actually a couple months later, uh, there was a there was an uh, anthrax at the U.S. Capitol and I was the one who opened the mail. So that was an interesting time for oh me gosh, too. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I can't remember exactly when it was. This was not related to international terrorism at all, but this was just, you know, our sinful world and crime. I think it was within the next year. I'm, I'm getting the dates mixed up a little bit, but there was also the DC sniper. And if you don't know about that, go look it up. But it was a time of a lot of fear. So I think the, to get back to your question, it was it was a time of wrestling with what do I really believe, and you know, trying to trust God in the midst of a potentially very fearful uh, situation, and and what is the what does God really want me to do? Cause I, I had, I mean, I was new to the city. I had every opportunity. I could have gone home and um, you know, <laughs> I never, I don't know if I've ever asked my parents straight up, would you want me to come home? But I think they would have been happy to have me come home. Uh, but I, but I just felt like God had me there for a reason. And um, yeah, so that was, that was a, a major, major point in my twenties. You almost had me tearing up thinking about, <laughs> Oh my God. Cause I'm just like placing myself in your shoes. Like you said, you had to face so much evil. What was that like for you? Mm. How did you process that? And even like day to day getting up, having to go to work and you're like, I'm opening like even after nine 11 as well, but also like you said, opening that mail yeah. to know that you might be harmed by what's going on in this world? Like, 
Yeah, no, it's, uh, it definitely is, you know, I'm trying to think back on exactly what I was thinking at that point. Maybe, maybe one of the things is you don't think about it sometimes, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's different when, you know, I, I, I don't, I haven't had the situation where someone, I, that someone was intentionally trying to harm me specifically. And I know there are people that have mm-hmm. other stories where that is involved and that's, that's a whole different level of hurt and fear and having to talk to God and, 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 uh, and really seek help <laughs> and deliverance, like in a real, very real sense. And I know that's something, I mean, you see that in the Psalms too. I mean, David dealt with that too, obviously, but, um, but it was a different situation would have, you know, someone was trying to harm me in a general sense in that I was living in a place and I was working in a place that someone was actually trying to do harm to. And, um, and there were, there were real possibilities of something bad could happen. I, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of people that were facing fear in that time. And, you know, you have to face fear when, when you, <laughs> I remember during the anthrax period, everyone in the art in our, in our office building, you know, we had to get the big nasal swab to see if there was anthrax spores up in our nose and, some people know what that's like because there was a little bit of having to deal with that during during COVID. Also, that's a another, everyone has that in common. I think that are listening to this podcast. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, this was uh, you know this was obviously you're dealing with an, an intentional evil. Um, but you know, I think that in that time, it was really interesting to see a lot of people, including myself, thinking about those questions of what do I believe and what is, is God going to take care of us? And, Mm. um, you know, what's next, you know, and, uh, what, what next shoe is going to drop or whatever. And, and, um, God does take care of you. He takes care of, he, he opened up a whole lot of conversations during that, that time period, which I, I, I like to think were, a blessing for a lot of people and a very, you still see it today. I mean, you still see it. You still see how that time period hurt a lot of people, but also it was a defining moment in the lives of a lot of people yeah. and, um, and everything that, that came after that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate your honesty in this because I think that a question that people ask often is why would a good God allow so much evil in the world? And, I don't know if you want to speak on that or feel like you kind of touched on it already. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I can dig a little deeper into it. I, I mean, that is a major question. It is. It's a and major it's question. A, it's a, I don't know that's a question that everyone, anyone has like the perfect answer to. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, particularly in that time, I think for me is very clear that God was not the author of that evil. Mm-hmm. There was evil happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but God was providing, um, we live in a, and we, we live in a world that is, has a lot of darkness in it, but God provides light. <laughs> so, so this is, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to pull back a little bit here. Go for it. So in my twenties also, I also became a very big fan. I was already sort of a big fan in college. I did, I, for myself discovered C.S. Lewis mm. and, um, Obviously, he's been around since the 1940s, or he was around since the 1940s. But um, I never really got too into it. I had read the, you know, um, I think 
some of the Chronicles of Narnia, but I hadn't really gotten to his other books. Um, and uh, during my 20s, I actually got to read a lot of his books. And, um, and he does, especially in books like Mere Christianity and some of his other works, as well as some of his fiction works, really does wrestle with um, why is why is there, what do we do about the fact that there's evil in the world? And, and um, you know, I, I think God doesn't want that for us, but he helps us in the, in the midst of it. There's a, there's a bigger story at play that there's a reason why our world has fallen. And while we all, we all make choices that are um, not the right choices um, and we're, we need to be saved. We need to be back in right relationship with, with God. And, mm-hmm. Um, he provides a way, uh, he provides a way for our spirits, but he also, I think he also actively works in our world to try to um, provide light in places where there's darkness. And that's really hard to see sometimes. And there's some situations that are, I mean, just awful. I mean, you mentioned the, we were just talking about 9-11. I, I told you before that I had been working at a, at a, I had had an internship at a place that's fighting human trafficking. And that's, I mean, talk about something I've never experienced, um, but one of the worst evils that I could ever imagine. Um, and I got to see, a, I got to learn about a lot of case studies about it, a lot of stories. And, um, you know, why would that happen? You know, but he can help even then. I don't have all the answers to it, but right. I know that he, he is not, um, he's not blind to the fact that there's evil happening, mm-hmm. but he does provide um, light. I love that answer. I think that's, but that's not to belittle how the the hurt that goes oh, with all of it. No. Um, but thankfully we have someone who cares. Yes. It immediately made me think of how we lost um, my uncle when I was in high school. And it was just so devastating for our family. But God brought our family closer after that. And, you know, there was light in such a dark thing that happened. So, and that's just a small example of everything, of the tragedy that we our country has been through. And I just think, I appreciate that response, Aaron. That's yeah. really great. So let's not uh, disregard the fact that even with you going through all of that, you were still a man in your twenties <laughs> living in DC. Like what other things were you, do you want to talk about anything else that you were going through during sure. that time? Yeah. I mean, I told you that tw- the, my twenties, uh, there's a lot of things happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was certainly, I was pursuing, so I, pursuing career on Capitol Hill mm-hmm. and in DC. And that was um, exciting. And there were ups and downs to that. Um, and, uh, but it was exciting. Um, and it was a moment when I, I could pour a lot of myself into my work because, um, you know, cause I hadn't found, even though I wanted to, I had not found the right person for me. Right. Um, and then of course, you know, there are relational ups and downs and navigating a relationship, you know, navigating relationships that aren't bad, but just aren't the right fit. Um, and trying to do that in a, um, God honoring way, um, in a, you know, when I look back on it now in my forties, it doesn't, when I, and I think about how I was like, oh, I, I waited seven years before I met, uh, you know, before I met my wife, um, before we started dating it doesn't sound like a lot of time now because I know how fast that time goes by, but at the mo- at that time in the moment of it, and probably I would imagine the, many of our listeners can identify with it. In the moment, it, does, it seems like a long time. It and it, it seems like God's not listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like you're just like, come on. I mean, I'm trying to do everything mm-hmm. the right way. And what, 
why isn't this happening? Especially once, you know, if, if you have friends who start finding the right person before you and, um, and you kind of feel like you're the, the one who's not, (laughs) and, and you feel like you're the only one, you're not the only one. There's other people around you who are feeling the same thing, but it feels very lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's another, that's a different, maybe a common thread between all of what we just talked about is learning to trust God. Yeah. Um, trust God in very bad situations, mm-hmm. um, whether it's nationally or whatever it is, but trusting God in your own, in a, in a relational or lack of relationship right. situation um, like that. So yeah, so that's a big part of the, my 20s too. I got married uh, at the very end of my 20s when I was um, uh, 29, so yeah. yeah. Which is now a very like common age or like, popular age to get married at this point where before, like my parents got married when they were 21. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that was the context I was coming out of too. My parents got married young. Um, A lot of, I had a lot of friends who, you know, I went to a Christian college. A lot of them got married right out of college. Um, And uh, but even, but even people, well, maybe. maybe right. You know, I, know. I think, that's why I chuckled because I'm, uh, like, oh. I'm like, I think I think I'm I, I wouldn't trade my story. Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna ask you how you felt like a little bit more detail of how it prepared you for where you are today. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the what you experience in DC, the your singleness, like Yeah. Just pre- I think it uh, like we were just talking about a lot of it is learning to trust God. And yeah. that's like that's, that's something a I great thing. constantly have to come back to you over and over again in my life. Um and it's a always a growing area. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since I was, uh, ever since I was a kid, probably, probably in my teenage, teenage years, I selected as a, it just resonated with me, but you know, I don't know if you believe in life verses or not, but a verse that has stuck with me over my life is um, Proverbs three, five and six, trust in the Lord um, with all your heart and lean on in your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Yeah. Um, so that's just something to come back to in all of those. And, and since then, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Talk about thirties and forties. That's a whole different, we got a different ballgame, but we don't have time for my whole right. story. So. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it in other episodes. I'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. So, yeah. So looking even at now and moving forward, I mean, I just, I love that the co-host group is just so diverse and we've all experienced different things. So, and you're involved in it, whether Peter dragged you in or not, <laughs> like you're, you're here and it's great. Thanks Peter. You didn't yes, drag me yes. in Peter. No, but, Peter, uh, we love being a part we of appreciate it. it. So with that being said, why, what drew you to the podcast? Yeah, I, I, I did love the opportunity to um, interact with interesting guests, whether they're people who are in uh, Browncroft's immediate orbit in Rochester um, mm-hmm. within our church or, or beyond um, and just have some really interesting conversations. Uh, there's been a whole number of them, but I think a lot of them touching on, um, you know, the, the point of this podcast is to talk about questions that are difficult to talk about in church or that you feel like you can't ask in church mm-hmm. um, or someone might feel like they can't ask in church. Right. And I feel like we've had a lot of, there's been a lot of good conversations I've loved. And I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see where this, next season goes as we talk about stories of life change um, in the fall, um, as we get to some, some like what are some big questions that people have on their minds uh, coming up in 
uh, even uh, even spicy questions, maybe I think is what some of our people yes. have said. So we'll, <laughs> well, I think that'll that's to come. Um, but uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be part of it. Totally. I just, like I said, love the experience that you bring because you can talk about politics in a way that I I never uh, could. Really, well, yeah. you you could. So it's well, great. It's, uh, the, you know, that's uh, I I I do like talking about it, um, but not for uh, not for the. Uh, I've never really been into the, you know, who's up, who's down, the, just for the fun of talking. I think there's, when you hear the word politics, a lot of people react very negatively now. Um, there is, there, there can be, there is a place for it. Um, and uh, I'm glad to, to talk about that. But uh, that sounds like it's probably a whole other podcast. Oh, totally. Yes. So great. Well, thanks, Aaron, for sharing everything that you did. It means a lot. Thanks, Amanda. Appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks, thanks, listeners. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys for being here and for listening. We look forward to more times together and hearing uh, more of the questions that you have. So just let us know what questions that you have that you don't feel comfortable asking in church. And we'd love to just be there to have the conversation with you. So thanks for joining us.